When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sorry about the noise. My neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto? Don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Thank goodness for the rolling fixture. That's the last time we'll have to put up with watching St Kilda in a prime time slot this year. So it was a statement performance from Richmond. A characteristic display of pressure, fast feel. It was the complete performance. But clearly this morning, the story is where are St Kilda at? Coming off the best 40 minutes they've played all year against West Coast last week, they were smashed down to earth by the champs. It was all over by half time, as was any dream that the Saints would break a premiership drought in 2021. Richmond handled the heat, they absorbed the pressure, they showed composure and made good decisions going inside 50. The Saints didn't. They kicked seven goals and lost by 86 points. At two and three with Port Adelaide in Adelaide next week, the season is fast slipping away. The blow of losing Marshall before the opening bounce was significant. However, with a midfield that boasts the names Crouch, Steele, Dunstan and Ross, there's no excuse for losing the clearances 13 to one and contested possessions 43-24 to 24 in the third quarter alone. Their handful of small forwards look magnificent when the game is free-flowing and things are on their terms, like they were in the last quarter last week. But when it gets hard and they're required to get their knees dirty and apply fierce pressure to lock the ball in the forward line, they cheat forward, hoping to get an easy one out the back. Brad Hill was in an AFL side who should be fighting for a top-four position he looked completely disinterested. Ten possessions, zero tackles was all that Hill could manage. They're troubling numbers for a man on $900,000 per year. Now, Ratton said post-game he won't drop Hill, but perhaps he might change his mind when he reviews the tape and has a closer look at his game. Last week, St Kilda responded to that coach, Ratton's scathing assessment where he labelled his side embarrassing for a 32-tackle display in round three against Essendon. They recorded 25 in the last quarter alone last week. It was a ferocious display that had the Eagles rattled. So, why did that pressure go missing on the big stage of Thursday night football against the reigning Premier? They laid only 20 tackles in the first half last night. Ratton was brutal again in his post-game media conference, just as he was a fortnight ago. We were beaten up, he said, and the team is at risk of falling off the face of the earth. The problem is, a coach can only publicly berate his team once or twice a year before that effect wears off. Rats has pulled the lever twice already, and it's only round five. The best teams and players are self-motivated. Alarmingly, St Kilda are not. It was as bad as it gets for St Kilda last night, a team that thought of themselves as premiership contenders. How wrong they were. 1-300-736-736 or you can send us a text 
0433 Let's get the phones ringing. What's wrong with the Saints, Saints fans? And Richmond fans, how happy are you? Jump on the phone and have your say. Didn't see that coming. Did not see that coming. I was there for that game live. I saw it with my own eyes, what they did against West Coast in the last 40 minutes the previous week. It had Premiership coach Adam Simpson say that they forced the Eagles to be fumbly and jumpy and they couldn't handle the heat. Well, it was pretty evident early on in that game that uh, that had gone missing once again. And if it wasn't for 10 minutes of Max King, there was no real reason to watch that. And how good is it that there's a rolling fixture where we don't have to stomach St Kilda in the prime time slots again this year? Brock is on the phone. He wants to chat about that club who's under the pump, the Saints. Brock, thanks for kicking us off. Uh, we're back again, Kano. We're What's back happening, again, mate? What is happening? Look, I heard you Monday morning go and say Hawthorne are in danger of being the next North Melbourne. Mate, what are these graders, mate? At risk of being the next North Melbourne, we're at risk of being the same old bloody St Kilda, and I'm sick of it. Yeah, you got well, guys but... like you got guys like Billings that people are going on about saying how good he is, can't step up in a big game. It's just a joke, mate. I've had an absolute gutful of it, and as you said, we shouldn't be. We should be playing Sunday afternoons at four forty at best. We are bloody rabble, and I'm yep. sick of it. And our supporters have had enough of it, and it's time to put a line in the sand, and we'll stop showing up. We'll whip through a lot of your calls because a lot of people want to have their say, but you're right. Give them the early Sunday slot. Give them the Sunday graveyard shift, the twilight game, because that's all they deserve. And it's it's fortunate because on the back of last year in the footy they played, had the fixture been locked in for 22 weeks, Saints would have got, you know, five Friday nights, a couple of Thursday nights, a few Saturday nights. Well, thank goodness for the rolling fixture. Perhaps the only good thing to come out of the pandemic. Mark's in South Melbourne. Your thoughts, Mark? G'day, young man. I don't know where to start, but let's start with recruiting and the money that you spent on C-graders that you think that can suck your supporters in to win a premiership. Brad Hill, that's one. Then you have Hannabury. Hasn't even got onto the park. Then yep. you have Zach Jones. Every second week he's on holidays. Then you've put in full, like, plug hole Ruckman. I want to yep. see youth. It's time that our president, CEO comes out and say a review. We go and get the best coaches, uh, Raph. Last night was, you can't go with three little forwards. Each week he puts the same, I am disgusted on the style of play. And Ratton just comes out and say, I want to hear the, the president come out and say, we've got to review our recruiting. Where is our youth policy? Last year was a fast because they could hide up in Brisbane and behind four walls. Now that it's back in Victoria, they're getting scrutinised like there has never been a club to be scrutinised, and we're still $17 million in debt. Mm, good on you, Mark. I, I think a lot of that and the recruiting will be a big topic this week. I guess the tease for St Kilda is that they've shown that they can do it, which is, which is almost worse, um, that they can be a very good side when they want to try. Last night... It looked to me that a lot of the players and a lot of the names you mentioned were disinterested, which is highly concerning at round five. Gary's in Perth. Hi, Gaz. G'day, buddy. How's it going? Good, thanks. Uh, my beef is with coaches, and, and you'll, you know, the losing coach last night, 
They're all new age coaches. They all have empathy for their players. They come out and still their hearts and all this sort of thing. And when they win, they're down on the boundary, having mm. their players, giving them hugs. But when they lose, they're still up in the box, with, you know, head in their hands, well as me. Why aren't they down there with the players, copping the same abuse the players are getting as they walk off the ground? If they want to be recognised as men, they turn up when they lose and they turn up when they win. And, and last night, that was sitting up there, you know, woe was me. Last week it was um, uh, the, the Richmond uh, coach not going down. But when they win, they're the first of the race and to meet their players, they're on the television and everyone's happy. I just think uh, these boys want to uh, wake up and smell the coffee, mate. Thank you to you, Gary. A lot of feedback coming through on the temper text as well. Oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Simon wants to have his say. Hi, Simon. Good day, Kane. How are you, mate? Your thoughts on Saints? Um, yeah, just at the start of the year, the burning question was where's St Kilda at? Like everyone thought they're going to make the eight, maybe win the premiership. Well, anyone that's familiar with, what did you think they were at at the start of the year? I thought they'd be going better than... I vote for Essendon, by the way, but mm. I was interested because of Paddy Ryder, how they'd go. But, um, yeah, no, I didn't think they were going to make the eight, maybe, but, yeah, definitely not now. Well, they thought they were going to make the eight, which is the most troubling aspect of footy clubs is when they think they're in a position, but they're completely well off that. So you make all your decisions around where you sort of sit in the premiership race and you make a lot of list management decisions, a lot of salary cap decisions around that, a lot of drafting and recruiting choices at the start of the year based around where you think you are at. They are miles from where they thought they were, which is probably the most concerning thing that they didn't understand exactly where their list is at. Uh, Fred is on the line. Hi, Fred. Hey, Good, mate. Now, it starts with the coach. Why are we running out of the back line or everywhere we go is that far wide? When we turn the ball over, every other opposition plays in the centre and they just run straight through the centre and pick us off. Every time we get it, we just go as wide and as fast as we can. And hit the coach again. If he can't see that Brad Hill is the most useless player in the league, yeah, he's going to play good when we win. But I'm trying to teach his son how to play football. And this bloke has two, two or three metres on his opponent. And if there's the slightest chance someone's going to put their hand on his jumper or touch him, he stops and lets them grab it. And then, guess what? He doesn't tackle them. He just lets them go. And then when he's guarding space on defence, yeah, he, he'll guard space. And if someone running to where they're going to take a mark near him, he starts running forward like he's misjudged and puts his arms, arms up in the air and says, his own team, mate, are yelling at him. They're shaking their heads. Supporters, everyone in that crowd last night was saying, why is this bloke getting a game? It's ridiculous. So there's hard men. It caters for everyone. But there's, oh, there's, there's got to be some negotiables in in footy that when it is your turn to go, you you do it as as hard as you possibly can and you suffer the consequences for that. That's what premiership teams are built around and that's why we can make footy complicated or we can make it simple when it's your turn to put your head over the footy and win it or lay a tackle, um, you have to do it. And right now, I'm, I'm not sure... Well, I'm, I'm certain Brad Hill couldn't put his hand up and say that he's doing that. And, yeah, I was I was a little bit surprised to hear Brett Ratton guarantee him a position in the side next week before he's had a look at the vision because, you know, you get a different view after you watch the game and, and you, you have a look at what he's produced. I'd be surprised if 
that take doesn't change after Brett Ratton reviews Brad Hill's game last night. He was disinterested. Certainly it looked that way on TV. Scotty's on the line. St Kilda, Scott. G'day, Kane. How you going? I'm good. That's good. Um, you remember this bloke, Cop? Yep. Where's that person now? Well, I'm not sure. Was it? Was it? Was that Brad? Did Brad call us earlier? It, so he he was good enough to call us after the Essendon game, um, Scotty, and he rang up and he put his hand up and he he owned it. I'm not sure if his name was Brad who kicked us off this morning, but, yeah, we laughed at him at the time when he said they had the best midfield, and he, he's looking a little bit silly, but we all make strong statements and have opinions. He was good enough to give us a call last night, but, yeah, the, the numbers would suggest they are far from being a top-four midfield in this game. Good on you, Scotty. Thanks for your thoughts, mate. Let's go to Cathy, who also wants to speak about St Kilda. G'day, Cathy. Morning, Kane. How are you? I'm well. How are you going, more importantly? Oh, it was a tough night, but the sun <laughs> came up today, Kane. The just sun always rises. Look, I'm just over hysterical supporters. Absolutely hysterical. We put up with it when we lost to Essendon, yes. Last week, oh, we were the greatest thing ever. Everyone's on board. And then we've gone down again. Yes, it's not good enough. I agree. But players don't lose their ability, Kane. They don't lose their ability. And I'm fed up with men at the football giving the commentary that they could do better. I could have kicked that. I could have handballed that. How many games of AFL have they played? And I'm going to throw something else in. And you've done it as well. Bagging Brad Hill has to stop. Because Kane, his partner, has come out and defended him on social media because of all the rubbish she's copped from so-called supporters. That's not on. That is not on. And it has to stop. I, I I appreciate your point, Kathy, and I um, I like the um, unemotional nature um, that you've taken to this. Um, but he's a highly paid footballer. He's in a high, in a in a highly scrutinised profession. Clearly, we are going to comment on his game and his performance. It is nothing personal about Brad. Nothing we have said has attacked his personality or anything personal. It is purely what he's delivering on the field, which is his job, which he's put his hand up to be. So, unfortunately, that's the game. And and supporters going to watch their team are more than allowed to share their voice and frustrations when they pay their money to go and watch their team play and invest a lot of time and money and passion and love for their club when they don't perform to expectations. So I don't think we can be critical of supporters going to the ground and supporting their team. We all know the line. We all know where that sits in terms of support and commentary. And no one this morning um, that I've spoken to has crossed that line. But, Cathy, I always appreciate your contribution to our show. We'll sneak in Tony as well. Hi, Tony. Kane, uh, one of the problems the Saints have is with the rule changes... Last year, the back line was great at minding space, but this year, when it's more open, faster, players in the back line are having trouble being one-on-one. Players like Ben Long 
is just lost. McKenzie is lost getting one-on-one and then breaking through, and Sinclair's another one, to get it back into the forward line. They haven't changed the game plan because we just don't have any pace to play in this year's style of game. And we've only got three players because everyone else is injured. Mm. Tony, thanks for your thoughts. What's wrong with the Saints? one three hundred seven three six seven three six. We'll get through a lot of your texts on the temper text, oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. We've got Eddie, Jim, Karen and Clint all waiting, but the lines are yours. They're open for the first hour of the show for you to have your say. We'll do that on the other side of this. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.